This is Sonny Hollywood Pooney from Podcast Rock City, and you're listening to the crazy antics of the Shout It Out Loudcast, where we love all KISS members at the same time. Wait, wait a second. That sounds like an orgy. I guess it is basically, right? Welcome to another episode of Dorm Damage, the show where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This is episode four. We're talking MTV Unplugged, aren't we, Zeus? Yes. 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 (laughs) MTV Unplugged. So uh, we posted an article that we saw. I'm not sure who the fuck put it up. Uh, Spin. Spin magazine. They're about as bad as Rolling Stone. A little bit more hipster doofus. Every time I think of Spin, I think of the lost opportunity with those fucking four makeup covers of the the reunion kiss covers. Peter's goofy smile. So stupid. That spin laughing at Kiss. That's a whole separate episode. We can get yeah. into that. Yeah. <laughs> what the no, fuck? No, anyway. Just, yeah. Yeah. So they did a um what 30? Yep, 30 best performances in MTV Unplugged history. And they didn't even have some of the albums that I'm like, what about this? Well, first of all, yeah, they didn't have some. Second of all, they had bands I'm like, wait, what? They were on it? <laughs> Where are the cameras? <laughs> they were on MTV Unplugged? Exactly. Like, exactly. Wait, they were still doing MTV Unplugged? So, I, you know, we've always we've always talked about un- Unplugged in a sense, like it, it came in in the late, late 80s, 89 or so. And how did it really come about? It was our one of our favorite bands bon jovi they did the unplugged version of wanted dead or alive on mtv music awards and that went viral Mm. and that was you know mtv music awards is usually september by november mtv unplugged is out and after that five man acoustic jam comes out tesla now Uh everybody's going acoustic so it's not just the MTV stuff. Everyone's got an acoustic song in their set list. Yep. Or something going on. Everyone's getting cowboyish. And uh it, it becomes a craze. Yeah, and there was so, another there, there was there was another there was another thing too that VH1 Classic did also. Um and I had this I had the CDs. Um and if you guys you could check them out, I'm sure you can get them on Amazon or or eBay or something. So they tried to compete with MTV Unplugged. And it's it's actually really cool. They did VH1 Classic Metal Mania Stripped. Yeah. And it was hair metal bands unplugged. And it was actually pretty cool. So for, for I think if you're our age, th- this acoustic unplugged stuff was all the craze, especially the early 90s. For me, I think of obviously Kiss Unplugged. But for us, Zeus, it's that sweet spot of all the grunge bands. You know, all the grunge bands coming out and just the thrill of hearing these like hard, heavy, rocking songs 
stripped down to their bare bones and just sounding incredible. And uh, it, it, it's it obviously spins gonna do their thing. Like, oh, fucking Bob Dylan unplugged <laughs> is incredible. Dude, Bob Dylan's always unplugged. How can you tell? The, the big news was that he didn't perform unplugged oh he went electric like yeah, right. that was the big story right right a big story that he goes back to that right Never. the thing i i just enjoyed is because you took songs that had all that distortion the grungy mm-hmm. sound and you realize inside there is a, a song fucking beautiful melody yep beautiful song and the other thing is you had the voices of the 90s there performing. yes yep. and those voices could fucking send chills up your spine i know the four big ones that i can think of right off the top of my head all those Mm -hmm. grunge voices yeah but we'll go through the we'll go through their list then maybe we get a chance we'll name our 10 that we would think so let's go through their list and see what they have first here so 30 the first one tom is lauren hill did you get into her uh, I got into the food. I got into the Fuji's. The, the Fuji's album, the score is fucking fantastic. If you're into hip hop, it's an incredible album. I never got into her solo career. She's got an amazing voice, um, incredible voice. But that being said, I mean, this is when this is 2002. I didn't know that MTV Unplugged was a thing. So I, I didn't. I miss this. But Lauren Hill, great voice. And I love the Fuji's, but I don't know anything about this performance. Is that ghetto superstar? That is that. Those are a couple of guys from the Fugees, but that's not her or the Fugees. No. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Warren Beatty as a hip hop senator. (laughs) What was that movie? Something. uh, What the hell was that? Did you just say we're going to talk about something called religion? (laughs) Religion. Yo, so diggity, check yourself before you wreck yourself because I is here with four people who is all four about something called religion. <laughs> the best part about that Ali G thing, he makes it sound as though religion, the word, the phrase, what it is, is like, like a like unique this, thing. <laughs> it's like this mystical, we're going to talk about something called religion. <laughs> you might have heard of it before. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> I lost my track. What? <laughs> All right. So after, so Lauren Hill, number 30, number 29, what do we got? What do we got there? Uh, uh, one that I thought would be way higher. Me too. 10,000 Maniacs, 1993. Um, this one I remember. Because of the uh, one song. But I, I like uh, 10,000 Maniacs. I like a couple of the hits. Natalie Merchant, great voice. This was a huge. This was the this was the sweet spot for MTV Unplugged '93. Because great. the night that version, yes, like, I remember it being everywhere, yep. everywhere, and um, everybody had this CD in college. Everybody yes. had this CD. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, so, I just that's didn't a realize it was. Uh, I didn't realize at the time it was a uh, was a what do you call it? A cover, but yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, number twenty eight is something called <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> something gold. Music, <laughs> something called dashboard confessional. A two thousand two. I is that a band? I yeah. have no They're idea. They're one of those little hipster emo bands. Like all I've never even heard of them. I've heard of them. I've never heard one song from them. And this is again. So already you have thirty uh, out of the first three. You have two of them from two thousand two. Okay. So back then I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. Twenty seven Maxwell. 
What is I just wanna <laughs> get close to you? I like that song. And do all the things you see. We're gonna we're gonna serenade people. Yeah, I like the little hip hop, like a little rap on the. I don't know if yeah. Maxwell Coffee House has anything other than that song. We're going to talk about something called Maxwell. <laughs> but he did a cover of the nine of Nine Inch Nails Closer. Oof. I don't know about that. Yeah. Closer is the song I want to fuck you like an animal, right? That is correct. What is he doing singing that song? There, I don't know. There's like 50 versions of that song. Fucking Nine Inch Nails. I bought the... Uh, CD single, Tom, and I still have it. There's like nine inch, five versions nine inch, of it. Dude, Nine Inch Nails are great. Brace yourself. You might be seeing them on ARC sooner than later. Ooh. Yeah, Closer. I just, that song is just, yep. I don't know. You get me closer to God. Oh, my God. Fucking deep lyrics. Um, all right. 26 <laughs> is a band called Kiss. Uh, look, I'll give Spin credit for even putting them in their top 30 because I'm sure what Spin thinks of Kiss. Um, yeah, <sighs> the fact that it's even here. I mean, it's it, this the, the little clip that they have written here, the little blip, it's written by somebody that doesn't even, you know, the first sentence is a world that wasn't looking for a Kiss reunion got one in 1995. Fuck off, Spin. Dude, Kiss's reunion tour was the biggest tour of that year by far it wasn't even close okay yeah. they weren't looking for a union okay fuck off sorry we were looking some... for dashboard confessional <laughs> unplugged yeah. that's what we were all looking for oh god <laughs> it's just the way they just what they write about kiss yeah uh, it's just you know obviously there's just a little blurb for everything and the yep. performance highlight there was name one it's yeah. rock and roll all night. Although I do love that version, but I'm just. Well, I think that's the highlight because you get everybody there. That's when that's everybody was performing together, and it was again they're gonna they're gonna take the basic non Kiss fan route because it's spin, you know. And then number twenty five, Tom, is the guy from the fucking uh, the, the guy from weird the, 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 the guy from weird science yeah. and smoking in the boys' room, <laughs> midnight oil. Yeah, that fucking guy. What's that actor's name? Oh, he's famous for. He used to be in the. He was in the Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, that guy. and then he was in fucking Weird Science. He played one of the like yeah. psycho biker dudes. He's a teacher, I think he was. Yeah, right yeah. Hey, uh, uh, could you really not say anything about this? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to lose my teaching job. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. He's that's the band that did. How can you ban the band? It's the only song I know. Yep. The Aussie band, right? Yep. Yeah. Anyways, 1993. That's number 25. Yep. 24, Tom, is a 2011 act. Jared Leto's band, 30 Seconds to Mars. Yep. I, I know one song from this band, and it's pretty good. But again, 2011? This was a thing? Unplugged was, did you know that Unplugged was around in 2011? Because I sure as shit didn't. Who the fuck would put this up here? Seriously. It's spin. This is so pretentious. Jared Leto's band. Yeah, and look at what the performance highlight is. Them covering U2's Where the Streets Have No Name. 
backed with a gospel choir. Yes. <laughs> Relax. We're going to talk about something <laughs> called religion <laughs> with a gospel choir. Yeah. All right. Six. Oh, 20, here we go. 23 corn from 2006. Now, this one is awesome because if you know anything about corn, corn is the exact opposite of unplugged. All right. As heavy and and I I, I, I like corn. I like turtles. We'll, we can get to that another time, but yeah, this is this is pretty crazy. Uh, it even says, known for their high octane live shows, corn was an interesting choice for an unplugged set, but the end result was magnificent, an intimate, passionate concert that featured Evanescence, Amy Lee. Oh God, do I love Evanescence and Amy Lee smoking? Ooh. Uh, this, this, is this one, I actually, I don't remember seeing it. Obviously I, I've heard some stuff of this and it's really interesting, uh, just because corn is so heavy. Uh, but again, another one, you're talking 2006, like, you know, they're really kind of losing. I mean, I know there's still 20 something more to go, but, um, yeah, I don't have a problem with this one. Cause I, I, I like corn. So, uh, not a fan, but okay. number 22 is the second album that I do own. That's Rod Stewart in 93. Yeah, this was fucking huge. loved it. This is great. Right. This is Stewart great. Singing the phone book works yep. for me, but yep. him stripping down and just singing and he's still in his prime and he brings Ronnie Wood out and this they is do great. a bunch of songs that are famous. And this is where he gets the idea of start doing those American songbook, which is uh, terrible. We're having a party. Do, 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 do. That's because oh. it's just like, oh, imagine if Rod Stewart sang the song. How about if Rod Stewart, sang, dude? That's the same thing with Johnny Cash. He sang every song that was ever popular in the 20th century. Uh, but he dude, was got, like, you remember, you remember Pat Boone did a metal record? Uh, <laughs> 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 he, he wore like a leather vest and he was like doing oh. like friggin' Metallica songs. Oh, <laughs> but anyways, Rod Stewart. This album sold very well. Yeah, this is a good one. It actually yep. was a number one album for a little bit, I say here. Okay. Um, and then everybody remembers he did Maggie May. He mm-hmm. did uh, the first cut is the deepest on this. And then obviously, what's her name? Cheryl Crow made that a hit after he did this. Yep. Uh, he This was just a reason to believe. Uh, there were a lot of big songs on this album. Yeah. 21, Miley Cyrus in 2014. Okay. I'm going to admit right here. I, I like Miley Cyrus. I think she's a hot shit. She's a rocker. She's performed with metal bands and does crazy stuff. She's a pop star. She's she's got an incredible voice. She's kind of cute. She's kind of crazy. I like that. That being said, I have no idea that this thing was even happened in 2014. Well, no she, clue. She sang Jolene, which was big. Yeah, was Dolly Parton's big song, and she yep. was very close with Dolly Parton. So yep, uh, she did a version of that apparently, but she's got some fucking. Big ass teeth. <laughs> yeah. She gets a big ass teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number 20 is rocker Brian Adams. Yeah, I kind of remember this one. This was 1997. Um, this obviously translates well. I mean, I like Brian Adams. He's, he's got a, obviously a ton of songs that can translate well for Unplugged. Um, the performance highlight they chose here was the summer of 69 great song i don't know i don't really remember this i definitely don't remember seeing it but i know i've heard some some of it uh again an, another later one i mean at least it's this, this is the 90s but um yeah i like brian adams yeah yeah i mean cuts like a knife is such yep. a good song yep uh he did that he did uh heaven but yep. uh i don't think he did his biggest song which was fucking like one of the biggest songs of all time at that it was just everywhere that uh, Robin Hood song. 
What, what oh, it, yeah. Yep. Everything yep. I do, I do it for you, whatever. Mm-hmm. 19, I remember this, 99 was Alanis Morissette. I remember thinking, wow, you waited a little too long to do this. Dude, this one is one of my favorites. Fucking incredible. She she sounds amazing on this. I This was a big one because uh, she played some hits. She played some kind of stuff that no one really was familiar with because uh, people think her first album, Jagged Little Pill, was all her she had in her career. She, that's not true. She kind of got a little weird and spiritual and some of her stuff after that was pretty awesome. Um, but this unplugged one, this was a standout for me. I, me- I remember when this came out. This is a good one. Dude, there's a... Th- <laughs> It reminds me of that whole Dave Chappelle thing about people worshiping celebrities. Yeah. And like around 9-11 and people called in, uh, MTV was like, hold on. We have Ja Rule on the phone. <laughs> oh, let's, yeah. hear what, let's hear what his thoughts are. On He's like, ja I don't Rule. give a fuck what, ja Rule. A fuck what ja Rule thinks about 9-11. <laughs> I don't want to dance. I'm scared. <laughs> but anyways, I'll never forget. It was like when she put the album after jagged little pill was coming out and she did a song i don't know it was it's all, like all fucking indian uh, yep. <laughs> uh influence stuff and they were like asking like the the crowd there in uh mtv most requesting remember the afternoon show yep. they were, yep. they're like oh well you get a chance to ask alanis morrison a question what would you like to ask her um i, I i'd like to ask her about india like <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, dude, Ugh. I am so embarrassed for you. Yeah. You want to ask yeah. her. That was, the song, that, that was the song. Thank you. Because <laughs> she was saying, thank you. Yeah, that's it's a, that's a, it's a good out, but, uh, but enough, <laughs> enough. Oh, yeah. What do you think about India? Dude, you just wrote a song about fucking blowing your boyfriend <laughs> in a movie theater. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I have all these feelings about India. Yeah. And all the, these are really important to me as a 13 year old. I, I yeah. need oh. to know what you know about it. Like, come <laughs> on. It was just so embarrassing. Yep. Anyways. Yep. And then number 18, Tom, we're going to skip because it's Queensryche. I absolutely do not remember this. I don't know how this happened. 1992. This is prime unplugged. I don't know how we. I, I remember I, this because I don't remember this. Silent lucidity. I don't remember this at all. And I loved Queensryche at this time. So I don't know how I missed this one. Never knew there was a thing. You know why? Because we were in college and we didn't have fucking cable. Like the MTV stuff, we caught it in the summers. Maybe. Yeah, but still, but you're right. We could, we still would have caught this on like, cause when we were home for breaks or for the summers, we still watched MTV. I, know, I never even knew this I'm, was a thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember this coming out. I remember silently sitting. I'm like, oh, okay. Good old Raph lips is going to be on my TV again. Oh, come on. Jeff Tate's the man. Oh. Him in his leather vest. Oh. Oh. All right, continue. <laughs> Sweating on stage. <laughs> All right, after 18, we're going to 17. Tom, 2011, Florence and the Machine. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of this band. I don't know anything by them, and Dude. good for them. They they sang two songs I know. Try a little tenderness, which was great in the movie duets, uh, okay. the old Otis Redding song. And they did Jackson, the song with Johnny Cash in June. Oh, um, wow. Queens of the Stone Age frontman joined them. Okay, uh, all right, okay. whatever. Now, sixteen, Duran Duran. Yeah, now I remember this because of Come Undone. The, the, yes, that's, the, that's and, yes. and they even had. They even have this listed as the uh, performance highlight. 
I don't remember much else about this performance, but I do remember Come Undone. Duran Duran is a band that's had how many fucking comebacks? Yeah. <laughs> like there was a comeback for them when they did Come Undone. That was like in the yeah. 90s. Yep. And they that's kept right. coming back and they kept coming back. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, uh, to me, so underrated, different type of music, but I love oh, it. I agree. I agree. Um, they did Hungry yep. Like the Wolf, Girls on Film, Rio, Planet Earth. Oh, Planet Earth's the best. The no, reflex. No. Did they do the reef? Did they do the reflex? No. Uh, Notorious. Oh, View to a Kill, the soundtrack to the, the theme to the movie. Oh. That's not on there. They did uh, Ordinary know, World, though. That's great. It's a great. Yep. I like Duran Duran. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So, number 15, Tom. Yes. Hold tight. The Cranberries. Ah, love this band. Uh, the first album, amazing album. Second album, uh, a little uneven for me, but still huge. Uh, this performance, I vaguely, now this was 95. So we were like finishing up college and kind of not really paying too much attention to MTV, or at least I wasn't. They did no cover songs. No, they did uh, the three big songs I know, uh, yep. which is one of the best songs in the 90s, Linger. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yep. Zombie. Mm-hmm. And Liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off the Empire Records soundtrack. Oh, great yeah. soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love the Cranberries. Great- yeah. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Dolores. I know, poor yes. thing. She passed away young. Yep. So cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakira, number 14, 1999. Don't remember this one. Yeah. Don't remember this one. Nope. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Yeah. I don't know anything about Shakira other than she shook her ass a lot and she's hot. That's about it. Yep. Yeah. 13, Annie Lennox, 1992. Okay, I kind of remember this performance because this, this, this was like for us, like prime MTV unplugged stuff. Um, I don't really remember much from it. I don't like Annie Lennox and I don't like the Arrhythmics. So this isn't something that I would have spent a lot of time listening to in any way. I think she is uh, another one of these fucking on a pedestal. That's great. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She's got a good voice. Okay, then sing some good songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I the Eurythmics had a couple of songs that I like, but mm-hmm. nothing to be like, oh my god, Annie Lennox. Right, right. No, I'm oh. with you. Yep. Number twelve, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Not time. a fan. Yeah, I know. Like a Rolling Stone, all along the Watchtower and shit like that. Yep. Number eleven, 1996, George Michael. Okay. I'm a huge George Michael fan. I'm not going to lie. The guy's a fucking supreme talent. Rest in peace. I remember this one a little bit. Uh, not this is the, the mid to late nineties. My music stuff is kind of vague because we were, we were finishing college and music was just all over the place. I, I don't remember this one that, that much, um, but I would like to go back and revisit it because George Michael's a fucking talent and a half. Freedom 90. Yep. Is probably one of the best top 10 videos of all time. Yep. I'll give and you that's a good one. It. And I love that fucking song. <clears throat> yep. But the video with all, he's so ahead of his time and all the models singing the song for him and shit. The other thing oh. that really stood out on this too, I remember Elton John, who I absolutely adore. And I know George Michael had a had a <clears throat> relationship with Elton John. He covered Don't what, Let the Sun Go Down what, on Me. What kind of relationship? I don't know, but I don't know. Who knows? But he did. Don't let the sun go down on me. Great song. So, um, yeah, that was that. That that's George Michael's. He's he's good. 
Not the oh, most we're, masculine we're, fella. That's okay. It's all right. Now we're in the top 10. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Yes, right. So top 10. Number 10, Mariah Carey. Yeah. I remember this one. This was everybody huge. does. This that, was that whole huge. "I'll Be There" version with the the guy yep. was the one who did the song, yep. made the song better. Whoever the guy hit that note, huge. Yep, it was a good one. Number nine. Here we go, Tom. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant's "Unplugged." Dude, now this was this was one of the best. I remember this perform. This we saw this. This was while we were in college. We were in college. This came out. The video performance and the audio itself, and that which led to them going on a tour, which I saw at the Boston Garden, Page and Plant. Mm-hmm. Um, this was incredible. This was absolutely one of the best ones. They had that. Uh, it even says here they, an ensemble of Egyptian musicians. <laughs> the Egyptian musician. The Egyptian musician. The Egyptian magician. Yes. Yes, my name is Tarbash, the Egyptian magician. I do magic act. <laughs> um, the London Metropolitan Orchestra and an ensemble. Of, see, I can't even say Egyptian musician. <laughs> it's what the Egyptian jerky, jerky boys the, fucking ruin everything. The, the Egyptian, Egyptian magician. 
Then I bring Mountain Cat that I terrorize people with. You're going to terrorize people with the Mountain Cat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then maybe I choke some of you faculty staff. Just reading that word, Egyptian musician. I can't even fucking. The Egyptian musician. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Anyways, um, incredible performance. And the, the performance highlight, I would probably agree. They picked That's the Way. Oh, incredible. But there's different versions of this album. You have to find ones that have different stuff. There's a couple of new songs on there. Yeah. Yala, For a while, City, Don't For- Cry. Wonderful for a while, didn't they wah, call, wah. for a while didn't they call this like unleaded? It is unleaded. It's unleaded. Not okay, it's it's not MTV unplugged. No, Correct. that's right. Okay, that's but what it's I thought. part it was, of the family. That's right. Okay, so there are okay. different albums. But the '94 version, you'll get "Thank You." Okay, okay? but you don't yep. get it on the 2004 version, which huh. is fucking weird. Okay, you get the rain song instead. Really? So, so wait, wait. So, can you find? Can you get the complete performance all in one place, or is everything like? Nope. You'd have to okay. buy two different versions, which okay. probably I have. Okay. Because this is what they get us to do. Exactly. Yep. Ah, uh, <laughs> number eight. Oh boy. Uh, Alice in Chains, ninety-six. Yeah. Uh, uh, besides Kiss. This one, this is the one that always rises to the top for me. And I think it's because of what we talked about at the beginning. Just the, some of that brutal heaviness, like, like uh, of, of Alice in Chains songs, like angry chair rooster. And they pull it off unplugged and the songs are so beautiful. So it's, it's an incredible, legendary. It's, it's an incredible performance. It's, it's really stunning. First of all, like you're the whole time if you watch it, you're like, he's on crack or heroin right now. He's not even moving, but he's singing everything. Yep. He's like not emotional, anything. Lane Stanley's just sitting there, his eyes closed, doing everything, hitting every fucking note. And you see that classic, what well, me and Tom called when we've gone over their songs, third vocal performance, which is the harmonies that they do together. You yep. have Cantrell and Staley when they do that voice together. And they just, and you can see them where they pick up and where they, one singing a part of the lyric and then the other one jumps in and joins. And then the other one sings the other part. It's amazing. And then this is the famous, this is where they famously had the guitarist had written on his guitar, friends don't let friends get haircuts, uh, shitting on Metallica at that time. Because Metallica Uh, was in the crowd. Metallica had just cut off all their hair for the load and reload albums and everything. So, uh, yeah, this is an incredible performance. Yeah. The other part that makes this kind of memorable is uh Jerry Cantrell had food poisoning. Yeah, so oh that's right. A, yeah, yeah. He has a bucket next to him because he was gonna puke throughout the <laughs> whole fucking concert because right. he, he was suffering from food poisoning. Dude, mm-hmm. listening to Angry Chair unplugged is incredible. Oh my god. And you it's... if you watch the video, he's like, I like he's he's yeah. gonna fuck this up. And mm-hmm. he's just fucking note for note. Oh, heaven beside me. Like, and this is the part where like I picked up on Cantrell sings just as my fucking songs. Didn't realize yeah. that. Because you don't know. You know, listen, you put the shit on and then you watch it. Like, why is this guy singing? He's the guitar guy. And you're like, oh fuck. Half mm-hmm. of these songs are his. And then yep. I, I just love over now. 
fucking oh over yeah there's a couple songs on here that i prefer this version over the studio album god it's just such a great song yeah it's great yep Uh, maybe coming up so that's another album that i would fucking oh anyways Mm -hmm. number seven uh the set list is too small to be ahead of allison change and that's stone temple pilots 93 now here's the weird thing about stone temple pilots this was never officially released as an MTV Unplugged album. It's a nope. bootleg. I have I have a bootleg vinyl of it. I know they have a bootleg. So I have no idea. My guess is it's got to be something to do with the label, the band, because all the big grunge bands that did MTV Unplugged, they all released MTV Unplugged albums, and they all sold through the fucking roof. Stone Temple Pilots never did that officially. I don't you know why. You can only get the vinyl. I cannot yep. get this on fucking CD. I, ha- I got the vinyl, and it's funny because even though it's a bootleg, it's cheap. It's it's like it's like regular price so yeah. I don't, it must be like a mass-produced bootleg but i have it the sound quality is good um but that's unfortunately the only place you can find it yeah it, that that's the the issue i have with this it's the fact of the matter is there's only a few songs and you can't fucking get this on cd so you got cracker man creep plush vaseline wicked guarded sex type thing big empty andy warhol now big empty was the big one i think that came from this right Yes. And Creep, I think, were the big ones that yep. are memorable from this uh, performance. But, oh, yep. shit, was that good? All right. Number Go six, ahead. Pearl Jam. Okay. So, for a while, this is another one that for a while, until the last few years, this was never officially released. Came out two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say it came out two years ago. Yep. They released it on vinyl. Um and this was one that was like highly sought after for in like the bootleg world. Rightly so. The performance is fucking off the rails. Everybody talks about the song Porch when Eddie's fucking frantically losing his goddamn mind, writing on his arms, you know, about all the abortion stuff and everything. State of love and trust, just absolutely mind-blowing performance if you're a Pearl Jam fan. And what did they open with? oceans yeah well they have a weird knack for uh, i told you i saw pearl jam once they opened with release <laughs> everybody's like wait what like everybody's like, all going crazy waiting for them to come out with like even flow or porch or something they open up with release so they're weird like that yeah they opened up with oceans uh when this came out two years ago i fucking jumped on it so fast me too. to have a real version of this oh my I remember, god I, I remember the other big thing coming out of this too was the cover of rocking in the free world uh, pearl, the pearl jam nerds like us were obsessed with that one for a while number five paul mccartney whatever i don't remember <laughs> this i'm not a beatles fan with all due respect it's i don't remember this 1991 yeah i don't remember this he did Blackbird, Weekend Work It Out, Weekend Work It Out, uh, Ain't No Sunshine. <laughs> Number four, Tom. Yes. 1991, LL Cool J. Yeah, this is when they did, it was like kind of like Yo MTV Raps Unplugged. You had LL Cool J, MC Light, De La Soul, and my man, a Tribe Called Quest. I remember more so LL Cool J out of out of this. Um and I, I I love it because, you know, hip hop performed with a live band is obviously not how you hear hip hop. Yeah. Um, so and I love LL Cool J. So th- this was definitely kind of a cool one. Number three, Alicia Keys, 2005. Uh, I don't remember this. This is 2005. I don't remember it. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I think I remember the version of her doing wild horses. Okay. Okay. Um, number two, Eric Clapton. Everybody mm. remembers this. Yeah, this is huge, massive, great performance. Obviously, it had that horrendously sad performance of Tears in Heaven about his son. That was uh, the freaking album. He won six Grammy. Yeah. Uh, six six Grammys for this. Um, I like Eric Clapton. I thought this was a really cool. Uh, uh, his version of Layla is incredible on this. Yeah. Um, yep. but th- this was this was a huge one. Ninety two. Yeah, I remember this one. Everybody does. Yep. Number one, much to the dismay of many out there. Nineteen ninety three, Nirvana. No surprise. As soon anytime you see an MTV unplugged list, they're going to be number one. The fact of the matter is, everything was the way it was done, that being their last really major performance, that was the last album people went to as soon as mm-hmm. he died. Everybody, you look back at it and you're looking at it like, dude, he's going to be dead in a few months. And on top of it, he did it his way. He put some of their songs and then he went off the charts and did a bunch of covers and he made it Nirvana's. He made those songs a Nirvana type song. And that's what I love about this album, that it's not uh, smells like teen spirit. Here's a version of in bloom. Here's a version of heart shape. Like he picked a bunch of rare songs and he made them different. And then his voice, the, what he fucking leaves all like leaves. At, uh, what's the phrase on it? How he just leaves everything there after where did you sleep last night? The way he just pours his guts up. That's why I, I love it. He's just putting every sit of every bit of passion into everything he does and that and i just i love this album i love the performance but the problem i have with this is why i don't have it as high as um allison Ch- well first of all i'm you're a much bigger nirvana fan than i am yeah um i i like nirvana i mean i a borderline say that i love nirvana but i don't like them as much as allison chains and pearl jam uh the problem that i have with this set list was some of those wackadoo covers um Jesus don't want me for a sunbeam or whatever. Where did you sleep last night? Like, oh, like, love that. Um, th- they sound good, but it's, I, I would have preferred more. I-, I don't mind a couple covers, you know, but th- to me, that was the, that was the reason why this version, the performance is incredible. I mean, you can't deny that even if the songs aren't what you prefer, but I think that's the thing that kind of keeps it from being one of the standouts for me. Is just some of those tracks are just, I just kind of eh for me. But yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't deny the performance. Yeah, the um, just that last song. Where did you sleep last night? And how haunting it is. It's an old Lead Belly song, and his voice. And when he's like, he literally loses his voice at the end. Just ah, and I know people are like, he never had a voice, but he's just screeching up, like everything's inside of him. Spleen yeah. venting, as they say in REM. Yeah. Wink. It's wink. great. It's absolutely great. And, you, can't, uh, you can't deny it. And I love it because he's like, this is the last fucking song. Fuck you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and and I like, love it. You see like a smoking throughout the whole thing. And you see like a baby face Dave Grohl, like on the oh. drums. Like it's it, it it's it's incredible. It's pretty Dude, incredible. Yeah. All apologies is so much better than live version. Dim din 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 din. Oh, just fucking I think the one thing that I wish they did was a slowed down unplugged version of smells like teen spirit. I yeah. would have loved to have heard that because smells like teen spirit is such an upbeat ripping song. 
with yeah. incredible guitars that I think I think them turning it into their own acoustic wise would have been amazing. And I'm, I'm pissed they didn't throw that in there. They and they I guarantee you Kurt did it for a reason. Oh he's yeah. Like, you, I he's like you mother <laughs> you, he's like you motherfuckers are here to hear our biggest song. I ain't playing it for you. It's it's one of those things. What would Kiss do? Oh, you do rock all night. <laughs> what would yeah. Kurt Cobain do? Fuck rock and roll. Fuck I'm gonna play fucking something by Lead Belly. You or, but actually, I shouldn't say that because uh, no, we're gonna play Going Blind instead. So oh, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't true. really say that, but uh, yeah. So that was number one. Now there's a couple of, I, I, that weren't even listed here that I am like, what? Where are the two REMs, which are fucking awesome? Thank you. Fuck off to yep. all the rest of you. Yep. Um, and then technically it is part of the unplugged kind of series was the huge, like it sold millions and millions of album. The Eagles reunion concert hell's uh, hell freezes over. But was that considered just like an acoustic performance, but it wasn't, and they it got wasn't some a, guitar on there, but it was kind of that it was, a, okay. it was a, like an MTV reunion type of concert that they, they made it into a, a video and they sold the album and stuff. That's kind of partly there. So if I go through my list and I pick 10, I'm not putting these in order. I'm not ranking them. But I'll say Kiss, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, STP, Alice in Chains, R.E.M., The Eagles, Rod Stewart, uh, Zeppelin, and number 10, I would say, uh, I don't know, Duran Duran. Okay. And then maybe as a, what do you call it, I would say... uh, the cranberries as my uh honorable mention all right yeah so not not in any specific order obviously kiss we're gonna have a lot of the same ones kiss pearl jam alice and chain stone temple pilots nirvana alanis morissette page and plant Ten Thousand maniacs i'm gonna throw the yo mtv raps in, in there and then for okay. the 10th one on my list this didn't make the list I'm not a huge fan of this artist on his studio recordings, but his MTV Unplugged is fucking incredible. And that's because he's backed up by the roots. Okay. Okay. And that's Jay-Z MTV Unplugged. It's him singing all of his hits, but he's singing them with a live band. And it's the roots that are his backing band. Oh, they can so pull it, they, it off. So, so there's no drum beats. There's no hip hop beats. It's a band playing his songs. It's friggin' incredible. And I'm not a huge Jay-Z fan, but I bought this CD and the roots just, it's really incredible. And it's, and I know this was like an official MTV unplugged release. So I get Jay-Z with the roots in my top 10. Do you have an honorable mention? I would throw the cranberries in there as well. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sweet. Yep. Now go grab your acoustic CD or your next unplugged and go put it on. Tell us what you think. Who's the best 10 that you have or better yet. Who would you like to have seen do an unplug set? Well, I was just going to say, before we sign off here real quick, I know but catching both of us off guard. Was there anybody during this era that didn't do an MTV unplug that you wish did? Yeah. Because I got one. Soundgarden right up. Exactly. The Bingo. That's the top of the list right there. Chris Cornell with Soundgarden unplugged. Yep. Now, no doubt. there is a version. Uh, I, I would. The other one I would say is Smashing Pumpkins. Um, yeah. Right after Melancholy, um, there is a version of Smashing Pumpkins doing Cherub Rock acoustic. It is so mm. fucking good live. Yeah. Oh my god, go find that if you're into the if you like that grunge stuff like we do, that grunge music. Uh, is that go, grudge? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, there is a version of Cherub Rock Unplugged. It's so fucking good. Nice. Anyway, good stuff. Yeah. Hope you guys liked. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what people think about this. Like Zeus said, this was right in our zone here uh, with these bands, especially for us seeing those grunge bands bang this out. And of course, Kiss. Uh, th- th- this was special stuff, especially seeing it on TV and watching it, not just hearing it or streaming it. So it was a, it was a big deal for us. So interested to see what you guys think. Till next time, peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.